Hello, my name is Monica Matea. I'm your host in the Awaken Light Project podcast. I help women to step into their power and brilliance so that they can live the life they fully deserve with confidence and alignment. In this podcast, I share tips around how you can transform your health, career, relationships and wealth so that you can take actions every day. Hello and welcome to my next episode and I'm so happy to be with you again in this season four and today I'm talking about it's not your fault and I think it's such an important concept because we are or have the tendency to blame ourselves for everything and it comes from our upbringings quite often from when we were growing up and actually we're quite often hearing the words if you don't do that I do this and you won't have that so there was a lot of punishment so we felt guilty and thinking that is our own fault that we haven't done something or we have we behave in a certain way and it's an important concept to understand and recognize especially when you are trying to get healthier when you're battling a disease a diagnosis or anything because what comes up for you is quite often shame and guilt and I'm actually now doing the pre-diabetes course or how to reverse pre-diabetes and actually diabetes naturally because I was coaching a lot of patients in that um, capacity or I was helping them to really make lifestyle changes so they don't have to take medications and quite often and I can say nine out of ten came to me and it was the same with the weight loss came to me to say I actually don't know how it happened I feel guilty that I have done something it's probably the sugar I have eaten too much sweets and um, I didn't watch my diet I gave up on my diet I give up on it like you cannot start with that kind of mindset because it's going to be a perpetuating thing and a circle like a really bad circle of getting into the guilt and shame and being at fault so I will just show just explain shortly about how we have been wired to want more sugar because that's probably one of the things that we have plenty in our diets kids have you know and I'm absolutely terrified how much sugar actually our kids currently have and um and I understand that we need a little bit in our life, but we just have basically have too much and we don't move too much. So we are creating our you know problems for ourselves very early in childhood. However, our brain has been wired to really seek out the most calorie dense, sweet and rich food. So that kind of food that would be difficult to find. So when you think about the times, you know, um, the cavemen where they were hunting and ga- hunters, gatherers who were just basically looking for food. And then when they had this really precious food that they normally never find, uh, very rarely anyway, they wouldn't eat just a bit. They would eat whatever they could because this this kind of edible sweet plants because their brain was wired that if you don't get it now you're not going to get this for days weeks or even months 
So you will be hungry. You will not have the energy. And that unfortunately has left with us. So we are wired to fear hunger. So we feel panicky when we get that feeling of emptiness in our stomach. And then to eat anything that is not to hand rather than feel that hungry feeling. We just don't want to feel hungry. And um, really to the kind of the avoidance of hunger is linked to safety and survival and and also to eating and agent not eating. So, and I know that a lot of you probably have cases where you were going, uh, coming back to your home from a, a very long day and you know that you have a delicious salad or something prepared for you, but you are so, so tired and so hungry that you basically stop by the vending machine and you buy whatever. And I'm you know, I experience the same. So I travel once or twice a week to London. And when I go back after the long day and I just rush for the train to catch and to be uh, home on time, I always say to myself, I always have this thought of I have to reward myself after the long day. So I'm going to stop by and buy buy a shop and buy this this and the other but because I have this really big awareness of where I am at the moment and how I feel and I know that there are a lot of these things that are happening there are a lot of thoughts so I catch myself and sometimes I stop and have something but it's usually a healthy snack I love this crispy seaweed sheets you can buy wasabi I just love them they're a bit spicy but I love them and I have them or I have something with my with in my handbag, so that usually is a mix of nuts, and I may have a little bit of dry food, so that it basically satisfies that kind of need for a little bit of sweetness and energy, especially as I walk quite a lot. So this is an important part: being aware, being ready, and not giving in to your thoughts. And because quite often, how do you feel after you have all of the snacks? You probably feel guilty. You feel guilty that is your thought that you cannot stick to whatever you promised yourself to be healthy, not having these unhealthy snacks and not to especially rewarding yourself after a hard day. And again, I would just want to say that is not your thought, that how your brain has been wired. And we can break this, definitely. So another part of our evolutionary inheritance is that we are wired to eat food which is in front of us to prevent starvation. So um, that's the thing. It's nature works that stimulates, that prevent that happening. It doesn't want us to go hungry again. And so by it stimulates our appetite at the sight and smell of food. So I quite often know that when I sit by, you know, at the table where there is a lot of food on the table, I'm going to be picking all the time and picking a little bit of food of this and that and the other because it's there, it's very accessible, it smells nice. But again, that's how our brain has been wired to basically not to resist and really eat that food which obviously now we don't need that much in in massive amounts 
So we also are wired to produce instant energy under stress to fight or flight. So our body breaks down fat and glucose from the liver and to help us run or fight. It also puts fat under our stomach muscles so we have energy for later. And after flight or flight ends, we are wired to replenish lost calories as the cortisol we produced and the stress now stimulates our appetite. And I can totally relate to that. And I see it with my patients and clients that basically what happens is when they have a stressful situation, there is so much cortisol in their, in their bloodstreams that they actually, it stimulates, they are hungry. They really are hungry and they want to basically eat something and um, because that appetite is higher and it's more intense. So it is basically coded into our genes to run from fear. So we used to run from predators, but we don't have that many. So we have, you know, the same now. We want to fly from this and we have a lot of stresses and demands on our um, household chores, long commute home. And basically we respond very primitively to stress um, and that's why we basically munch on cookies, pizzas and chips and whatever else just to take that our mind off that. And overeating under stress is like a drug-like, it's sporophic, it's tranquilizing state. So really is important to understand your, uh, your behavior at that point. So first of all, why it is not your fault? First of all, you are wired and programmed to be scared of hunger so you would obviously eat anything in order to avoid being hungry you are wired and programmed to eat when you see food and it's just the the survive um, in order to survive lean times you are wired and conditioned to remember where sugar is and to return to sugar until it's all gone and um a variety of more than three flavors re-stimulates your appetite also and you find a combination of like half fat and half sugar irresistible as it reminiscence of breast milk which solves every problem for an infant. So as soon as it is offer, offered, remember that infant has this amazing ability just to call our attention but they're doing with the cry but that can fulfill anything. Lonely like the milk always from, from the mum or um, not only uh, just gets that long like feels in that loneliness sadness worry stress hunger thirst so all of that so it's no wonder that it stays with us for very very long um, time into our adulthood and actually when we are getting longer it is even older it is even more intense that's what i've noticed anyway um that those more primitive behaviors um, are just basically more um, visible, more intense for us. And, and it's, it's quite interesting to watch. And because I am aware of that, then of course I'm able to do that, to do something about it. So what can you do? Because that's, it's not your fault. It's definitely our brain for years and years have been wired like that. And, but we can rewire this and it takes a little bit time and awareness of it. But obviously it's a long 
for sometimes it could be short or long process. Some people, for example, do a hypnosis and they want to break those habits, then, you know, really work on the subconscious level to rewire the, um, the brain to what they actually truly desire and not what is this primitive behavior. And, and But there are different ways. First of all, we need to understand what is good about our addiction, what is right about our addiction or food addiction, what we are getting from it, what does it give you. Quite often my, my clients can be surprised that when you reach out for a lot of different snacks that it is feeling something that they wasn't aware of. Um, some clients work long and they quite, quite often they're bored so they want to fill that void with the food. Some clients are looking for meaningful conversation, for connection, they feel lonely, so they need a bit of more sweetness in their life and they fill it in with some sweet food and, and high calorie food because that's what they are seeking subconsciously because that makes them instantaneously better. So I guess the question for you is what do you get from your addiction? What is What are the feelings? You try just give yourself a bit of time and journal about your feelings. If Do they give you calm, emotional nourishment? Um, you know, what do you get from your addiction? Because it's not only that it's very a negative thing. Sometimes, and quite often actually that's the case, that the food is feeling some kind of things which are going on on our emotional basis and it's good to uh, be aware of some of that um, you know it can be anything do you come back home from work and you really binge on your snacks and because in order to forget your worries of the day or just want to be all of that momentarily wash away um and, and all of that and remember then how you're going to feel after that and quite often because we have that a bit of a binge eating episode we feel guilty we feel shame of that again we disappointed ourselves and we're not able to stop and um and as I said it's all in our brain it is all there and it can be rewired with a little bit more awareness of what is going on in your life. And I think that emotional basis have to be addressed. Otherwise, um, even if you follow a certain diet, because my purpose for you would love to be not to follow any particular diet. It, for me, you know, freedom is in the in the choices I make because I want to, because I decided to, because I don't need to do one thing and I really want to do that good, healthy thing for myself. It's my choice. That has my freedom. I don't want you to be subject to emotional or your emotions in your life and then filling that gap with the food, the drinks, excessive exercise, sex, whatever that is, because there are a lot of different addictions out there. So addressing that emotional basis is critical for the long-term success. We may be very good in sticking to whatever diet we figure out is good for us, but on the longer-term basis, uh, our brain is going to come back to what it knows best, right? Because everything else is harder. So if we don't provide ourselves with that mindset and that basis, then it's not most of the time it's not successful and people are really really feeling guilty and shameful that they 
have not succeeded yet again, uh, which of course is not your fault. All right. I would love to connect you more. Of course, subscribe, leave me a review. More people will discover this podcast. And I will leave a link to in the show notes to my guide to food freedom. Um, a kind of a short mind program to rewire your mind for what you truly desire in terms of your health. It can help you with in many other instances because when we think about our life is subject to our emotions right in everything and then in our thoughts in in our feelings and all of that and based on that we are taking certain actions or not taking right so it definitely is something I have been working for a very long time and I work with my clients and patients so I would love to connect with you and if you feel like it please do download the guide take care and all the best